Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to Well Designed. I'm here with my co-host Kyle Wood. How are you? Hello, hello. Uh, I'm doing well, although I have identified, as we were speaking just before we started recording, that I cannot remember anyone's name today for some reason. So, (laughs) So as long as just podcasts, we don't actually have to talk about people and everyone's happy if I just say that person or them, uh, then we'll be all good. Yeah. So I will hold back any questions relating to people's names that are in films yep. to save you from that embarrassment. I was struggling to get your name out of my mouth before. And it's like, right, it's literally here on my screen as I like look at you. It says Brandy Healy. And I just, yeah, it was just, so it's just one of those days. It happens. It happens. So speaking of fears today, we are kind of continuing our series talking about the energy sensors in human design. And today we're going to be talking about the spleen, which to me, I don't know what your thoughts were when you first heard about this energy. I was like, the spleen, how weird yeah it's my it's my authority so it's yeah it's like i have a splenic authority like what does that what does that mean yeah like what does that even mean yeah (laughs) Yeah, even when you're like learning in your biology you're like a spleen who needs a spleen yeah yeah. (laughs) isn't that one of those organs you can remove and just like yeah you still function in life yeah i don't think so i don't think so so in human design when you look at the body graph if we're looking at the chart it is on the left hand side and it is the triangle that is pointing towards the center of the chart the point of the triangle is pointing to the right and our spleen governs our instincts our intuition it also governs fear our fears and kind of our sense of survival so you know depending on if this center is shaded in that will mean that you have the center defined and if the center is white that means you will have the center undefined or open and again we won't go into the nuance too much here and we'll use the terms kind of interchangeably so similar to our last conversation kyle and i actually have the opposite i have an undefined spleen and kyle has a defined spleen so I'm going to just kind of kick it off and chat a little bit about, you know, the undefined spleen. So about 45% of people have this center undefined. Hmm. So, so it's, a, it's like another 50-50. And what, yeah. I mean, obviously so, not quite, know, but yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So you probably know someone that has the opposite of you and the same as you. So not terribly rare. 
Um, so, you know, for those of us that have the center opener undefined, we tend to be really sensitive to the fears of others and kind of sensitive to the well-being of others. And one of the lessons that we are really here to learn through this center is the lesson of learning to let things go that no longer serve us. And like most of the lessons that our undefined centers have to teach us, this is an area of our biggest learning, but it's also an area that we are here to kind of serve others with and teach other people this gift of letting go. Mm. So when I kind of learned about that, that was something that was that felt really good because, you know, that's what oftentimes I find that I spend a lot of time with my coaching clients on is kind of assessing what are things in their life that are draining their energy, whether it's emotionally, energetically, you know, time-wise, and, you know, coming up with ways to either delegate those things out, maybe pull out of them, or, you know, transmute what that can look like, set boundaries around it so that they are less draining or, you know, releasing them entirely. So that was something that was really you know, cool to learn. Um, well, I'll just say to that, those... like you, that's something I notice you do with, with me as well, even in our conversations that you'll often hone into like looking at that, like bigger picture of my well being of like what's been going on rather than like whatever thing I'm just like stuck on. You're able to like see what might be actually causing mm-hmm. that in like, yeah, bigger picture. It was pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, and again, you know, we look at these as like, these are kind of our superpowers, yeah. right? And oftentimes, like, <laughs> I always joke, it's like, use these for good, not evil. And what I mean by that is like, a lot of times we try to use our own gifts on ourselves and they don't really work yeah. that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, super easy for me to be like, Kyle, you have a lot on your plate. Yeah. Maybe you should <laughs> look at like not doing whatever. But on the flip side of that, like, back at the ranch, I'm having migraines because like, <laughs> I'm not resting. <laughs> so, you know, with that, with each of these centers, right, there is this shadow element, and there's this wisdom element. So when we are in the shadow of our undefined or our open spleen, we can feel very overwhelmed by other people's fears. And so this is something that I resonate with very deeply. And it's, you know, this fear of what other people are going to say, what other people are going to think. And when I really hone into like, what is that? It's like, oftentimes those are things that other people are afraid of, right? Mm. They're afraid of looking foolish. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of making a mistake. They're afraid of, you know, fill in the blank. And, you know, our open centers really amplify what we are taking in. So if you find yourself feeling really fearful if you have the center undefined it can be super useful to just ask yourself like is this actually my fear or is it another person's fear that i'm amplifying and again this can be 
way easier <laughs> when you're working with somebody else than for ourselves. But once you start to, or, you know, working with another person and kind of talking them through or having them talk you through, like this is something I work with my therapist on. And, you know, it's been really helpful over the last few years to be able to identify and say, oh, I'm actually like amplifying this kind of cultural fear that I was raised with. Yeah. And it's actually not something I'm really afraid of. More so, it is like a systematic belief I was raised to believe in, but I don't really think it's true, or it's not really true for me anymore. It's this story I've told myself, and there might be people in my life that still hold on to this truth and hold on to this fear, but it's not actually mine. So, and I think, so, oh, yeah, please, because of like conditioning, which is this concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can be conditioned through our open centers. So often, I guess we talk about with human design, you're being impacted by the people you're around, but this is something that can happen. What you're saying is this is something that can happen, have happened a long time ago that you're still holding on to this set of like fears. And so it's still imp- impacting you today, even when you're not around those people. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, and... Wow. It's like, even when you're not around those people, but again, it's just like, you're holding on to that story that that experience or mm. that thing is something to be feared. Mm. Um, even though, like, again, it's no longer true for you. So, you know, that can be something to look on or, you know, even things like, you know, familially. Maybe there were things in your family that were not allowed so like we'll use like a really you know generic example of like you know you weren't allowed to eat in in the living room or something and like you have this like fear of eating in the living room (laughs) as an adult when like maybe really you don't give a shit like it was always like as a kid your your dream to eat in front of the television (laughs) and now you're like hey wait a minute i can actually eat in front of the television and i don't really care about eating on my sofa you know that's just like a very superficial example of that but you know really starting to under when you can kind of understand maybe where these fears come from and start to question whether again you're amplifying something outside of you a fear that comes outside of you or one that comes in from your from yourself and i think you know the last three years have been you know a very like fearful climate in the world Mm. with everything that went on with covid and i think that you know there were a lot of instances where things got you know very amplified and i regardless of how people felt about certain situations you know it was like a very volatile situation so you know that was like a tricky time to really determine like you know, what are my concerns versus what am I amplifying that I'm absorbing and taking in through, you know, the media that I consume and the people that I talk to um, and things like that. Yeah, with like 45% of the world absorbing and reflecting and amplifying the current fears that are going around. Yeah, you can really... Well, we, we all saw what happened. <laughs> like, yeah, he can yeah, see how exactly. it, it can escalate. <laughs> it's kind, so, kind of a shit show. <laughs> that actually is a good spot for one of the questions I had for you. So what's a mm-hmm. practice 
you do or you have to let go when you notice you're holding on to those fears that aren't yours? So, you know, I think that something, like, again, like, I have people that are close to me that I can go to to talk things through. And, you know, like, there's that saying, like, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it's like, I'm still that child. And I have my village. (laughs) I have my village, right? It's like, I have my partner. I have my therapist. I have a few very close friends that I go to. I have you, you know, that, like, these sounding boards that I have in my life that can kind of help bring me back to myself. And I think, you know, really also kind of using using my authority to like know for myself like is this actually mine you know take a beat if it's something that's like a you know a fear that is spanning like a lot of time it's like is this actually something that i am afraid of or is it something that i am just amplifying that's outside of me and usually if i can allow that that emotional wave to kind of settle i can really see like whether it's a work situation, a familial situation, a societal situation, it's like, oh no, like when I let my emotions settle down and I really tap into like what's going on, it's like, I'm not actually scared of that. Like I'm amplifying someone else's story. Um, And I think it's really being able to kind of like, just like with the emotions, kind of be able to sit with those fears um, and like observe them and kind of move through them. Um, so I find that those things, you know, tend to be, tend to be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So that's, a, that's I, helpful I, as well. you know, the, the other big shadow element that can come with this as well is holding on to things longer than are healthy or right oh, yeah. for you. So like jobs and um, relationships and stuff like relationships, that. Relationships, yeah. ways of doing things. So it's just kind of like that thought process of like, this is how it's always been done. So we're just going to do it. And it's kind of like, you know, that saying, it's the devil you know, right? It's like, it might not be great, but it's familiar. So we'll just kind of hang out here. So this has been a big one for me, you know, in the last uh, five years, really, you know, being able to identify jobs, relationships um, as, you know, I have really evolved to create more space and more flow in my life. Um, And it's challenging because... You know, sometimes, like, our misery and our discomfort is, like, this warm, cozy blanket that we that we yeah. wrap ourselves up yeah. in. And, you know, even though it's uncomfortable, we choose to stay there because it feels safer than the unknown. And, again, this is another opportunity where it's important to be able to use your authority to know what's worth holding on to and what maybe is time to let go of. And I think also based off of our type, you know, asking ourselves, does this situation, 
make me feel in alignment. So like for me, it's like, do I feel successful in the space as a projector? Do I feel deeply seen and valued for what I contribute? Or on the flip side of that, it's like, do I feel bitter? You know, so I think knowing, you know, tapping into your type and what your signature and your not self is can be a good indicator in situations where am I just here because it's what I know or am I here because it's what's in alignment for me? Yeah. Yes. The, that's, I mean, that's always the thing we talk about is, and it's like, come back to, especially with those open centers, come back to your authority. Um, and yeah, and your signposts, uh, can be really helpful there as well for your type. So just, you know, a few other little kind of nuggets here with this is like, reminding yourself that you know when you're in that state of fear whether it's your own or you're amplifying someone else's it's like we're not meant to make decisions from that place so you know leaning into your authority is really important Mm -hmm. and you know when we're in our wisdom of this center you know we can be really open to change and willing to take risks when it comes to new ways of doing things and we know when to step out of opportunities that don't feel right for us and because we're also sensitive to other people's well-being we can really tell when things are going to be emotionally mentally spiritually enriching for us and when they're not so you know these are all kind of you know things to notice like when I am, you know, in the space of my wisdom, like these things come to me with ease. And when you're feeling kind of stuck and sticky in these places, that's, you know, an opportunity for you to just start to trust that, you know, you can sit with these challenging moments and move through them and really learn from them to kind of move past them. Uh, the other thing I had down, which I didn't know if you wanted to speak to, especially with your background as a yoga instructor, was that there's something about when you're in your wisdom uh, with having an open spleen or undefined spleen about that you're here to really help others feel good. Mm-hmm. And that should tie into your marketing as well, like that you're focused on perhaps not the the what you do but like how they're gonna feel afterwards has has that shown up for you yeah yeah absolutely and I think not only is my work as a yoga instructor but also as a coach and you know in my professional life as well it's like I do a lot of coaching in that space also Mm. and it's interesting because it's like you know, before finding human design, I was really into strength-based leadership. And so it was about helping people identify what they were good at and leaning into that. And like, that's, you know, very much what human design is just, you know, we're talking about different gifts, right? And so for me, the intention is always you know, in a yoga class, it's like when that person walks out, I want them to always feel better when they're walking out than they did when they're coming in. And the same goes for a 
client in a coaching conversation or somebody that, you know, has worked for me in the past, it's like when we have a conversation, a developmental conversation, it's like I always want that person to feel uplifted and empowered versus broken down because we've all had a conversation where somebody, whether it was a boss, a parent, and, you know, maybe we made a mistake or we're learning something new and you just feel really helpless, like I'm never going to get it. And then we've had that conversation, you know, another kind of conversation with someone where they're, where you're like, I can't do it yet, but like I will be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel like it's shown up for me. I always feel good after talking to you as well, so... <laughs> Val- I feel validated. Thank you. That's good. So, do you want to chat with us a bit about the defined spleen? And again, as Kyle mentioned, you know, this is his authority. Yeah. So, not only is this center dictates, you know, how he makes his decisions. Yeah, I probably don't spend enough time or pay enough attention to my other defined centers be- because this one, because, you know, like, as we just spoke about a more impacting of other people through those defined centers, but it'll definitely be something interesting to explore down the track. But with my spleen, I do pay attention to that one because it's um, governed in my authority. So we spoke before about like fear. I mean, fear still plays a big part with having a defined splenic center but um, a big part of it is intuition. It's like in the moment knowing. So also we've spoken in an earlier episode about like perhaps the more masculine way of saying this is like instinct. Although I quite like the feeling of intuition and I like the phrase intuitive knowing Mm. because that's often what it is. It's like, it's a knowing. It's not like I'm getting a hit in this direction. It's like a, no, this is something that's just like being downloaded into me that I know to be true. And I don't know why I know this to be true. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it to other people why it's true. Uh, but it's, it, this is the truth. Um, and this is what it's telling me. Like, this is then what I feel like I need to do based on, on this new truth that's just happened. So it's a pretty... In- this is the word of Kyle. It's a pretty huge <laughs> Well, that's, this is my experience of it. And it is, I think it's like right. a hard one for people to, to wrap their head around, especially if you haven't spent time exploring it. For sure. And, and when you kind of have, when that knowing comes to you, like what does it feel like in your body? Uh, it doesn't feel like anything. Like that's what... That's, I think, that's when I know it's it's that and it's not fear or it's not me being impacted through my mm. stress or emotional, open stress uh, root or emotional centers because it it's like, it's got a calmness to it. It's like a calm knowing, um, which could, can then very quickly be replaced with fear and other things. But yeah, that's how I've learned to trust my intuition is that it doesn't come with like, a big fanfare it's just like this is the thing uh and with that comes which is of course makes sense because whenever our authority is directing us it's also it's our bodies aligning aligning 
to create a sense of energy behind it as well. So that's probably the other thing is that there's the intuitive knowing and then there's a desire, a calm desire to take action straight away and like an energetic desire. But it's not what I've had to learn is it's not that because I can create a lot of pressure from my open root. So it's not that and from my like defined um, head. So it's not that or defined mind. So it's not that like stressy, stressy pressure um yeah and so because of that it can be easy to ignore it can be easy to be like uh that doesn't make sense that's not convenient that's uh you know and to start getting up in my head and and getting getting out of it and so you know have you noticed like when you were saying like when it's fear that comes up in your body like is there like a reoccurrent fear that comes up for you? Can it just be different depending on, you know, what the decision is that you need to make? Uh, it's usually, it can, it can be different and it, it depends on the thing. Like the, the bigger the decision, the stronger the knowing is. And, and so with that comes, so for example, I'll put some examples to it. So, for example, when I was going to move, uh, when I moved overseas for a year, like that came to me in the shower and it was just like, bang, I need to do this. And the fear didn't come straight away because that was such a strong, I guess, cause it's such a big life change to like pack everything up and move overseas. There was mm-hmm. this big hit and then it was like, yeah, that's, that's what I need to do. And I spoke to Zoe about it and she was on board. Um, and then the fear came like up later down the track where it's like, what are you doing? But for whatever reason, it was before I even knew about human design or, or about intuition, I had enough self-knowledge then to be like, no, it was, this was very, a very clear message. And so I'm going to, this is a normal part of the process is that I'm going to feel scared or uncertain and to stick with that decision. But, uh, like I, I was probably meditating a lot fairly regularly back then as well. So I would say that probably did help a lot. Cause that is one of the things that's recommended if you have this defined, whether it's your authority or not is to have some sort of practice that helps you quiet your mind, whether that's walking in nature or meditating or, um, I mean, there's no shortage of mindfulness practices out there these days. Yeah. So, so you Choose should be adventure. able to find one. Play, my friend does play-based mindfulness. Uh, so getting into that like flow play state. Um, yeah, so I think that's definitely an important practice for me. And it's one that I'm not always consistent with. And so that can be when I get into trouble and, and stop hearing that intuition is when... I am not taking that time out by myself, but I'm just like mm. in the moment. And then it's like, the, it just goes, the voice goes. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it is an important one. So what are some things that for others that have this center defined, they might be on the lookout, you know, that might take them in their shadow. Um, I think disregarding the idea that there is an intuition, 
so mm-hmm. um and then like with all like authority type things it's like trying to make all your decisions with your mind so if you're spending a lot of time up in your head and you're not doing any kind of i mean i'll say embodiment practice but i also want to speak to you any like men who are listening to this who might not be like familiar with that um so you know even just like doing a workout doing a workout mm-hmm. not listening to a podcast or like music's usually fine but um doing a workout without distractions that just lets you like get back to yourself uh something i heard someone say the other day like travel and i was like yeah that's that is a big one um as well so like new locations can often because i guess i'm disconnecting from the usual things that impact me it it allows me to like reconnect with myself uh in a stronger way and so that can be really helpful too uh for me water so like swimming being in the ocean showers baths like that's all really good um quiet moments especially with kids like sometimes you shower it's only <laughs> when they're oh yeah it's your alone time yeah, it's like your alone time so so sometimes it's early time when it's quiet enough for your like intuition to be like hello i'm still here i have something to say <laughs> well it was funny i was going to mention that when you were like oh when i had this intuitive hit to go overseas i was in the shower and it was like probably at that point in your life that was may have been like one of your <laughs> quiet times yeah yeah <laughs> and and that's it's interesting because a lot of people that have this type of intuition and other parts of their design they get these hits like you know people often say it came to me in the shower because like we don't have our phone in there you know nobody's talking to us hopefully or you know as long as you don't have children pounding on the door or (laughs) you know somebody else that needs to go to the bathroom at that time but you know when we really think about like how we're kind of hardwired all the time to like be connected to others sometimes like that shower might be your only alone time so really noticing you know especially for those of you that have this as your authority or you know if even if you just have a center defined like that alone time it's critical to allow you to develop some practices that help you tap into that authority you know my son my 13 year old son has this authority as well and so one of the things that i notice for him when he gets kind of in these fear-based these fear-based states so he is a very sweet and compassionate person and like sometimes he'll come in to our bedroom and be like i can't sleep and i'm like what's going on and he's like Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the war in Ukraine and I'm like, oh, bud, you know, and it's, it it, it just like, it can overtake him to the point again where it it disrupts him and he can't sleep. And it's like, or even when I ask him a question about something and he gives me an immediate response for me being a wait for clarity authority, sometimes I want to ask him, are you sure? But it's really my job to get out of the way. And and even if it's something that I can't honor for whatever reason, I have to at, at minimum validate like, hey, I get that and validate that that's the right choice for you. Unfortunately, we can't do it because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And really try to catch myself when I'm asking, are you sure? Or if he gives me an answer, 
And I'm like, why? And of course you're going to ask, I'm gonna, as a parent, you're going to ask why for things around like safety or like who's with you. Like those are like very normal things. But if it comes down to like, we're shoe shopping, <laughs> like, you know, or, you know, right now we're talking about where he's going to go to school next year. And he is like, has this, you know, when we were talked about it, he's like, no, I want to go to this school. Mm. And it was really easy for me to want to start to like, pick and prod but really when it came down to it I wanted to make sure that like his experience was really good and like I really wanted to honor and trust this knowing that he had around you know what that decision felt like to him fortunately it was more convenient for us so I'm like (laughs) all for it (laughs) didn't have to break didn't have to break his little heart around that one but you know Again, like it can be helpful to also understand who in your life, you know, has these centers that are similar to yours, who in your life has these centers that are different than yours. And, you know, we haven't met for these last two episodes to be tied around authority. However, they have just, you know, that it just kind of panned out that way. Yeah, the fear thing is, is a big one. And I, I can get stuck in there. I think it helps that I I don't have a defined mind. So, like, I'm not... You do have a defined mind. Sorry, it helps that I do have a defined mind. <laughs> I don't have an undefined mind. So, I'm not getting, like, other... I'm pretty consistent about my own ideas about things. So I So, it's not... I can imagine if you had that, it would be easy to get, like other people's ideas in it and then get like stuck on a fear thing. I definitely, I definitely still feel fear and have to like work through that. Um, and I can definitely be in my shadow there around not perhaps focusing on the right things because of, because of fear. But I feel like probably running my own business for so long has been really helpful with that and like keeping that in check of like understanding mm-hmm. like when am I just operating out of that like reactionary fear and when when is it actually now I say that out loud. Uh, I was gonna say something else speaking to the fear aspect to how it connects. No, it's not coming back to me. Ah, oh, so I'll say the the biggest thing I get stuck in my shadow around with having a defined spleen is trying to use my defined head and my defined mind, which are disconnected from the rest of my body, no channel connections to try and solve everything. And I was really taught from a young age that that was how you make decisions is like from that place. Use your head. Did very well at school in sciences and maths for that reason always loved doing like drama and music and things like that but always relied on my mind to to learn a lot of that to learn a lot of the stuff that was safe with its rigid answers uh and so that's been like a deconditioning process of like becoming an adult and something since i've learned human design that i've really had to be aware of of like oh i got it i need to like drop back down out of my mind into my body because that's where the wisdom is 
have there can you think of like a time maybe in the past where you made a, made decisions that were guided by fear versus like really being in the wisdom of like your intuitive knowing? Oh, probably all the t- <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. It's little. You know, I think like FOMO. <laughs> fear of missing out it's like a big one <laughs> that often plays yeah. into stuff so sometimes i'll like yep. commit to um to doing something because i think because i have a fear around like what will be thought of me if i if i don't so rather than like listening to my intuitive knowing that might be like you need a rest or you actually need to go over here and do this thing so i can't think of anything specific off the top of my head right with this one right now but that's that's generally what it is it's like um yeah fear either fear of missing out or fear of like letting down other people uh that will then override my intuition but i feel like i'm getting a lot better better at this my wife has the same authority so we've really been trying to support each other with this to like listen to that and respect that and not like you do with your son like not question that uh I know, you know, sometimes I'll get like a via, I'll get an intuitive knowing on people Mm, and I really taught mm -hmm. myself to distrust that. So really bringing that back to, yeah, you can trust that. And if you feel like, even if everybody else likes this person, (laughs) you don't have to and says, yeah, like if I'm getting a hit on them, then, um, and Zoe used to like tease me a bit about it. Uh, about when I'd have this reaction to people, oh, it's just because da da da, it's just because da da da. But now, yeah, don't question it. It's like, nope. and same thing with I liking people I as pa- well. Sometimes I just get a hit on. I people. passed the vibe check. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. The vibe well, check. you had you were the opposite. <laughs> you were like immediately like, I like this person, um, and I want to get to know them better. And so trusting that, so that's a big big part of it too. Like you, just relationships and interacting with people, uh, meeting. You know, we, we have kids, you meet, like, lots of other parents. So, it's, like, really helpful for knowing, like, which parents should I, like, am I going to make an, an effort with to connect with? You know, having that fourth line with it, like, those connections are really important. You can really use my mm-hmm. intuition to guide me there. And, yeah, not get stuck in the, the fear thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I have any, any more to share on having that. Uh, I think people could go back to my, the reading you did on me, episode three, if they wanted to. I'll do a show, link in the show notes uh, where I talk a bit more about, we talk about my authority then as well, how this shows up as an authority, if they're curious, if they've also got splenic authority. And I think this gave me an idea for later down the line, we can have, a follow-up episode that talks more about fears because in your spleen or in every energy center there are different numbers which are gates yeah and in the spleen specifically each of those gates represents a different fear so if you have some of those shaded in um you know those correlate to, to different fears but since today we're just talking about the energy center itself, we just want to plant a, a fearful seed yeah. out there. I'm like, 
something to maybe talk about uh, at a later date. Yeah. Cool. I hope that was helpful to everyone listening. And uh, we'll be back. I think up next, we are organizing some more guests to be on the show, but we'll also be back. We'll finish off this series of um, on the centers mingled in between the other ones. Uh, and if we haven't done some of your centers you want to learn about, you can listen to the overview we episode we did on centers as well, which I'll also link to in the show notes. Cool. Thanks so much, Kyle. Thanks, Brandy. It's good talking to you as always. Hi, it's Kyle again. I just wanted to take a moment at the end of this episode to thank you for listening. If you'd like to show us some love or uh, keep in touch with new episodes that we bring out, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast player and also give us a heart or a like or a thumbs up or whatever they've got there as that helps us with the algorithm gods. Uh, if you could leave us a review, if you've got a message for us, please leave us a review if your app lets you, because we also really appreciate that and really appreciate reading those. And if you'd like to get in touch or send us a message, the easiest way to do that is to hop on the Instagram, find us at, at @welldesignedhd, and just send us a message through there, and that'll uh, go to both of us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back again soon.